welcome to Leicester Film Pod, the podcast in which we talk about the good bits and the tough bits of starting a video agency with me, Helen, and my business partner and husband, Alex Lester. Hello. In this episode, we'll be talking about starting out, trials and tribulations of going self-employed. But before we get into the nitty gritty of this week's pod, Al, Leicester Film Co, we're a video agency, so we'd like to know what or who have you been watching this week? So this week, as you know, being both my business partner and wife and housemate, yes. is that we had my 12-year-old niece come to stay. So we've been kind of watching back on some more juvenile films that we've enjoyed over the past few years. Um, we watched Isle of Dogs, Wes Anderson, one of his... I wouldn't... Yeah, I think I'm going to go top three Wes Anderson films. I'd agree. And also Porco Rosso by Studio Ghibli, which uh, Emmy cruelly gave three and a half stars, whereas I think it's definitely worthy of four. Two great films there, I must say. What have you been watching, Hells? Well, as business partner, wife and housemate, as you just mentioned, I was also present for Porco Rosso and Isle of Dogs. Two great choices. But aside from that, do you know what clean talk is, Al? Never heard of clean talk in my life. Well, I downloaded TikTok and I discovered clean talk and it's... It's my new obsession. Talk me through it. Well, it's going to sound a little strange out of context, but uh, it's essentially videos of people cleaning and it's it's really satisfying. Oh, wow. And I've, I've learned a lot. There's a lot of hacks on there. So just you wait till I get a free day. The carpet's going to look mega. Hey, I can't wait. Sounds like a win-win. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if a little sad, but you know, that's where we're at. So now the formalities are out of the way. Let's crack on. So starting out being self-employed, it's something that a lot of people want to take the leap into. Going freelance is often on the cards for a few people, but sometimes it's just something that never happens. You know, it's daunting. So what made you take the leap? The fact that I'm probably unemployable. (laughs) (laughs) But honest. Yeah, Uh, maybe unemployable is the wrong word, but I, I imagine I'm difficult to manage. Um, which is no. probably so no, okay <laughs> and that is probably due to the fact that and I could admit this myself I'm a bit of a control freak and I like to steer projects and I like to manage things how I see fit and being a freelancer and kind of starting my own business has lent itself really well to those personality traits and I think it was something that I was always destined to do it's something that my dad did like me he'd probably describe himself as difficult to manage and unemployable in regular terms but (laughs) left to his own devices can do quite good things so yeah I think it's mostly a personality choice for me what about you well well for me, it was something that, for, like for many people, was was something that I had on the horizon that I always wanted to give a give a try, but maybe never really had a real reason to do it until uh, twelve months ago. I actually got made redundant from my role, and that was the shove that I needed, to be honest. Because for me, I think there's certain personality traits that being self-employed actually lends itself really well to. So for me, it's really important to really care about what I'm doing and to get a lot of fulfillment out of it and have a a real connection with the job that you're doing. And I find that running Leicester Film Co and and up until we launched being freelancer, you know, it's, it's so much easier to do that with something that you've crafted yourself rather than taking on someone else's pride and joy and trying to excel in that remit. So yeah, so the transition into being self-employed was a push, let's say, but it was a push that I very much needed. 
Yeah, I think the word blessing in disguise has been used several times in our household to describe the events of last year and how you being made redundant led to us kind of having a sit down conversation and focusing our minds and thinking, right, okay, well, what skills do you have and what skills do I have? Oh, it just so happens that these skills are really complementary. Yeah. And between us, we pretty much have all the makings of an agency. Let's just start an agency. Now, it's now or never, isn't it? You know, we're in our early 30s. Why not? Yeah. So I guess between us, we've covered both bases. I went into the kind of self-employed freelance life as a result of perhaps my personality quirks and individual need to feel as though I'm in control of my own destiny. Whereas for you, you were kind of shoved into it, but both have led to similarly positive results. Yeah, I'd agree, 100%. You've been self-employed now for over five years? Correct. And for me, 12 months. Yep. What has been the biggest mistake you've made as a freelancer or a self-employed person? So, thankfully for Leicester Film Co, I got most of my mistakes out of the way when I first went freelance back in 2018, 2019. So, the, the biggest lesson I had to learn during that time was that I guess the same would be one swallow doesn't make a spring in so much as you can have three or four months when the work is flooding in and you're having a great time and you're earning all this money and you're thinking why isn't everybody else freelance and then around the corner you might have a two-month kind of lean spell where you do only a handful of projects and oh wait you've already spent the buffer that you've built up on a Volvo because (laughs) you thought that the boom times were here to stay. So I guess the the biggest lesson I've had to learn is that the boom times come and go. This is, I wouldn't say seasonal, but it's not consistent. You're not flat out working all the time. It is quite cyclical. And despite seeing all of these marketing and coaching courses that try and sell their, their wares on LinkedIn and all the rest of it, telling you how to get clients on retainer, it's it's difficult to do. So when the work is hot, run with it, save up. And when it's cooling off, hopefully you'll have that buffer there in place for when you need it most. And that was a lesson that, and I'll end on this point, was really exaggerated and really drilled home during COVID. I mean, the the year prior to COVID was a good year. We kind of took in a lot of money servicing wedding clients, corporate clients, aerial clients as well during the time. And then out of nowhere, it seemed or it felt like we had this lockdown and the money had to be used. Thankfully, I'd been savvy that time and and saved up a bit of a buffer and and managed to keep a few clients ticking over during that time. But if I hadn't have learned those lessons prior to that, then I wouldn't be freelancing and I, I wouldn't have the kind of knowledge that I've been able to take moving forward into to Leicester Film Co. Now, you've obviously been doing it a lot less time than I have, but still I imagine there's been some good lessons that you've learned along the way. Yeah, 100%. I think what you were saying about developing that buffer and, you know, enjoying the good times when they are happening, but also anticipating and planning for the the leaner times, that is a huge adjustment. Going from being an employee to being self-employed is a massive learning curve. And I think one of the things I had a tendency to do was panic because you'd I've had I'd had this safety net of a of a monthly payslip for since I graduated which is since I graduated <laughs> I, 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 don't, I can't work out the maths <laughs> a long time ago right and so to have that taken away or to, to not have that and have to develop your own comfort blanket it, that's huge 
So I think one of the mistakes or maybe things I would do differently is to just trust the process a little bit better. You know, if you've got a, a decent portfolio, you're contacting recruiters where you can, you, you're putting yourself out there. And if you feel like you've done everything you possibly can to bring the work in, it will come. Sometimes you just have to wait for the fish to bite. Doesn't mean it's any less panic inducing having that weight, but you will get used to it. You will get more comfortable with it. And yeah, just learning to be comfortable with the uncomfortable is hard. It is hard. Yeah. But you've only been doing it in real terms for 10 months now. And within that 10 months, you've gone from the occasional, well, weekly freak out. (laughs) Let's be honest here. God's to Oh, how are we going to bring in any money? Oh, what are we going to do? We've got no clients to feeling comfortable enough to bring a baby into the world, which we're both very much looking forward to uh, in January, just in, in the yes. new year. And to go back in time, if I was to say to you, in, in even just January this year, Helen, in a year's time, you're going to be having a baby, you would have had the biggest freak out. But because you've had more time, more experience and we've seen Leicester Film Co's processes working. The thought of having a baby, which let's face it, is the biggest thing any human being can do, doesn't phase you. Yeah. And I think that goes to show how quickly you do adapt Yes. to life as a freelancer slash self-starting business owner. Yeah, that's a very good point. So we've covered a bit about biggest mistakes and our, our biggest learnings from being self-employed. Let's flip that on its head. And what would you say has been your biggest win from being self-employed? I'd say my biggest win is just seeing the systems and processes that that we put in place when we first started Leicester Film Co. yield positive results. To use one of your earlier analogies, the fish have bitten. Yeah. We have secured clients. We haven't gone broke. Not yet anyway. We feel comfortable enough to be bringing a child into the world. Things are moving forward. The business is growing. Things are going really well. And that to me is the biggest win. It feels like vindication. Yes, and I feel vindicated that when we set up Leicester Film Co, it wasn't a conversation that we had once or twice. It was off the back of conversations that lasted a good number of weeks. And we nailed down the offering that we could give to clients, both through your skill set and my own skill set. And then we kind of used our own marketing now to combine that into a product that people have since invested in and spent their money on. And I think it's important to also note that, yes, that is a really big win and we're really proud of that, but that does not mean that we can relax. No, not not for one second, absolutely not. There's no sign of us taking our foot off the pedal, but I think it was my accountant a couple of years ago recommended a book to me. I can't remember. I can remember. It's just come to me. I think it's called the E-Myth Seminar. Mm. Along those lines, it was all about putting systems in place. And once the systems are in place, then the business should run itself. And I'm not saying that we're there yet. We don't have the the finished article by any stretch, but we do have processes in place that allow us to kind of market ourselves and bring in clients and run the business that had we not put in place, we'd be scuppered. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, those processes aren't by no means final. They are works in progress, but it massively helps is the point. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you? What would you say your biggest positive over the past 12 months has been? Well, there's been a fair few, but the one thing that comes to mind is being referred to as proper. 
Oh yeah, that was a good day. That was a good day. I can't remember who it was. I think it was a client that had looked at, was telling us how they discovered our website and they their, their gut reaction looking at our website was, oh yeah, they're proper. And I thought, yes, we've made it. We are oh, yeah. real. <laughs> they do proper videos, these guys, don't yeah. they? Proper stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good seal of Yorkshire approval for me. Yeah. And before we get accused of tooting our own horn here, because I do appreciate that is quite a self-indulgent question to to kind of ask ourselves we did receive help along the way not financial help or anything like that but help from external stakeholders in the form most notably really of our branding and design agency who kind of helped us really nail down our marketing and our messaging and our overall brand look and feel. Oh, 100%. A big shout out to Pat and Nat at Foundry because we never would have got that that feedback of being proper if it weren't for them and the website they designed and the brand that they created for us. It, It was an investment to begin with, but such a valuable one. Yeah, and I think that can be kind of packaged up as like a helpful hint for anyone out there who is thinking of of starting their own business or going freelance. And that's to employ the services of other professionals within your network to help you establish yourself and realize what it is that you can offer and bring to market and how that might look. We always said to, to Pat and Nat that we know what it is we want to do. We know what it is that we want to produce videos for clients. We want to be a little micro agency, but how does that look? How does that feel? What's the visual kind of style that we're going for here? And they were the one who kind of took that conversation and packaged it into lesterfilm.co, which is our website. And if you haven't checked it out, please go see it. And <laughs> likewise, if you haven't checked out Foundry and the work of, of Nat and Pat, who I tried to brand as Patterly, much to well it fell on deaf ears didn't it yeah you probably wouldn't have been the first yeah but anyway go and employ the services of people who know more than you about their respective fields because i get so fed up of seeing these businesses launching and and struggling to kind of communicate what it is they do in a succinct and stylistic way because they've tried to do it themselves because they think things like branding and copywriting and graphic design are things that anyone can do. That is a complete misnomer and is something that I would be keen to address for, for anyone thinking of starting their own business moving forward. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. So we've mentioned the learning curve going from employee to self-employed. So what are some other ways that you'd say being self-employed is different to being an employee in your experience? Yeah, there's there's pros and cons to being an employee versus a business owner and, and vice versa. But I'd say that the, the biggest con of being a business owner is the sheer relentless nature of the job. And before people start jumping at me and start saying, well, my job is relentless. I'm an employee and my job is relentless. You know, I fully appreciate that. I felt at times when we worked at Epiphany, we felt overwhelmed and we were, you know, perhaps struggling with the workload or the work itself wasn't as great as we'd hoped it would be. But that compares in no way to the feelings that we now have on a daily basis, 24 hours a day, running our own business. I think part of the struggle that we have and it's a a struggle that most startups have is that there isn't the team yet in place to share the workload so we are the administrators the marketers we do a lot of the financing ourselves with a sales team with the office managers content creators videographers photographers and then on top of all that 
like everyone else, we're homeowners. We're trying to balance mortgage increases. We've got a dog to look after. We're planning for a baby in January. Obviously, these things happen outside of the workspace for everyone. But when your brain is so consumed by the running of your business, because your business is essentially your life, that can become a real challenge. You know, I've said to Helen over the past few months that things I used to do to try and switch off from work, and I'm thinking about golf or going to watch football with my old man, they don't work as well as they used to do because whilst you stood over that put on the seventh hole, you're thinking about, oh, did I send that email to that client or, oh, when's that next invoice due to be paid? And yeah, that's just the nature of the beast. But I will reverse that by saying it is completely worth it. If it was too difficult or too painful or whatever, we simply wouldn't do it. We do do it and therefore logic dictates that we obviously like it to a certain degree. Yeah, I completely agree. It's probably some of the hardest work I've ever had to do, but in the same breath, I'd say that it's some of the best hard work I've ever had to do because it is so rewarding and you, you can see the direct impact your efforts are having. I mean, that's not the case 100% of the time. You know, sometimes things just don't work out. But like you said, if we didn't enjoy it and we didn't want to have a lifestyle that is this way, you wouldn't you'd make a change you'd do something else so obviously it's working out yeah I would say it becomes almost like a mild addiction at times as well like you (laughs) you you don't want it to stop like you you kind of thrive on every day being a little bit different and not just every day being a little bit different but every hour you're constantly switched on you're constantly engaged and sometimes that feeling of addiction yeah it feels like a great thrill and at other times it feels like a massive drain it is completely up and down swings and roundabouts all over the place but that's the kind of life that we want to lead I think there's an acknowledgement that we're only going to be here once and we kind of want to make the most of it and this is our way of doing that yeah while it might be harder in the short term I think the opportunities to create exactly the kind of lifestyle that you want eventually are just so much more attainable when you're self-employed and you might be waiting a lot longer to achieve that but when you do you are the master of your own making then you know you can design a setup where if you put the effort in now it might be that you can employ someone to take over and you can work even less sort of thing and I'm not not saying that's what you have to do although even that's what we're going to want to do but it just feels like that anything is an option because we are in control which is great but then also we are in control so we have to do everything so yeah it's a double-edged sword it is i mean take this podcast for example we didn't ask permission from any boss or senior manager i'm sorry you should have oh sorry helen did i not run this by you can we start a podcast please yes okay now we've got sign off um i'll progress we started this podcast because we wanted to We thought it might be good for our own marketing. Spoiler alert, peek behind the curtain moment. (laughs) And so we did it. You researched how to do it. You bought the equipment. You didn't need to get wait for any lengthy sign-off process. I made the plan. We've mapped out the content for the next few weeks. And here we are. But that also plays into the challenge. We had to do this. We had to buy these microphones. We had to learn the software that this is being recorded onto. That was a stressful couple of hours because it happened right before we had to travel down south 
for a big shoe. These are this is what we're talking about when we talk about the swings and roundabouts of of running your own business. Yes, you can create the podcast, but also you are the guys that have to create it. It's all on you. And some people I can appreciate, they find that overwhelming. And we probably did at certain points during our time, but that freedom to exercise our kind of creative ambition outweighs any negative in my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. Having been on the journey that we've spoken about in this episode and and made that move from being an employee to self-employed, what lessons could we take and what tips and advice could we offer to someone, Helen, who might be thinking of going in a similar direction? So I think it's a misconception that people think that you, when you go self-employed, you work half as much and earn twice as much when that's not really the case. You probably work twice as hard you get out what you put in it takes confidence it takes patience it takes practice essentially so I think my bit of advice would be to fully prepare yourself for what's in store be prepared to work really hard but also be prepared to really enjoy it and find it really rewarding so I think I conclude that by saying you get out what you put in you can make it what you want it to be but it's not easy but it's great conflicting advice there but it's challenging but it's so great it's hard but it's good but it's it's painful (laughs) you'll go bald you won't sleep but you'll love it yeah in a nutshell it's that simple it's good practice for when we have this baby isn't it why oh yeah you'll you'll love it but you won't sleep and it'll consume you but it'll be adorable and it'll be difficult but it'll be worth it yeah i think my piece of advice for anyone thinking about making the move from being an employee to self-employed or freelance or whatever would be to take your time to think about it whilst also trying to block out any irrational fear that is likely to consume you and it will consume you at some point whether it's during the decision making process or once you've actually made the decision itself you will encounter a moment of fear but that fear should be your motivation yes i'm a big believer in using fear as a positive in your life rather than a negative it should be something that focuses you rather than stops you altogether i find it really frustrating and it's something that i see a lot in our industry there's people with supreme amounts of talent with great ambitions who are held back by fear and never make that move into freelance life for whatever reason because deep down they know they're too scared to do it and I completely sympathize with that. It is really scary, but there's never a perfect time for it. You know, you could say one of us going off on maternity leave in year two of our business is not ideal. But if not now, then when? You know, you, you've just got to take that leap and have faith in your own ability and trust yourself and what you're capable of. And also try and rationalize that fear. Thinking about going self-employed, which could potentially lead to you earning more money. Okay, worst case scenario, that fear is going to tell you that you're going to fail, which everybody in society is scared of. We're all scared of failing and looking silly in front of our peers. It's like a primitive instinct of ours. But really, if you break it down rationally, what's the worst that can happen? You give up job A to try lifestyle B. If lifestyle B doesn't work out, you're not unemployable all of a sudden. You'll have a CV. Your skills haven't diminished because you tried freelance and worked out it wasn't for you. Yeah, I agree. So try and rationalize that fear that is potentially stopping you from making the greatest career move you might ever make. Well said.
So I think that concludes this episode. That was quick. It was. Thank you for listening. And if you have any questions for us about business, video marketing, or just life in general, then feel free to drop us a line on podcast at lesterfilm.co. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time. ta